This is TCE number 22, Lifting of Excommunication After Abortion. Hello, my name is Father David Nix. This is the Padre Peregrino podcast. So, you know, there's probably nothing in here objectionable to kids, but probably nothing kids need to hear either. On the other hand, teens might want to listen to this after you've listened once through at your discretion. Okay, so there's some bad news and some good news. The bad news, and this goes for men just as much as women, is that if you've participated in an abortion, you've murdered the most innocent life possible, your own child. The good news is that the mercy of God in the sacrament of confession is even greater than that sin because of the supereminent mercy won at the cross of Jesus by Jesus at his own death because he died in love to save you and me from our sins. You see, Jesus acts through his priests in the Catholic sacrament of confession and there he can immediately forgive you of that crime even, of course, if there's some penance to do on earth and or in purgatory. Now, there are certain sins like abortion or a totally different example, a priest breaking the seal of confession. These also carry the weight of excommunication. And these are usually called reserved sins because absolution and the lifting of excommunication are usually reserved for the bishop or the penitentiary in Rome to absolve and recommunicate the penitent with the church. So, for example, a priest can't, say, absolve a brother priest who just confessed to him, breaking the seal of confession in another confession. Or if it would be emotionally difficult for this person who committed a reserved sin to go for a long time without absolution, the priest can, in fact, absolve that person. But I believe the recommunication has to happen by the priest who is the one hearing the confessions to write Rome. And later, when Rome writes back, then we know for sure if this person is recommunicated, and often the penitentiary in Rome will send a penance along with that. This is a reserved sin where the priest who broke the seal has to go to Rome either in person or through another priest writing Rome. Thus, it's reserved to the penitentiary in Rome and bring him back into the church. Now, abortion used to be like this, or at least you had to go confess abortion to the bishop of a diocese, not one of his priests. However, now, unlike 100 years ago, A post-abortive person, man or woman, because men participate in this just as much, can not only be forgiven by his or her bishop, but also by his or her priest. You see, now a post-abortive person, whether man or woman, since behind every dead baby there's also a man, someone who drove her there, someone who got her pregnant, um, that man or woman, post-abortion, if they're truly sorry and they go to confession, they can have not only their sins forgiven, but also the excommunication incurred ex late sententia, which basically means, rough translation, automatic, that automatic excommunication lifted, not only if they were to go to confession to their bishop, but also if they were to go to confession to their priest. Let me read you directly from the website of the Diocese of New Ulm, not even sure if I'm pronouncing that right, New Ulm, Minnesota on this topic. New Ulm is a small diocese southwest of Minneapolis. I'm going to link their website in the show notes, but I'll just say the Minnesota Diocese website for short, since I am going to quote it a few times. But I'm going to quote this to show you this is just a regular Novus Ordo Diocese in the United States. There's nothing fancy or ancient or Latin massy or traditional about this, but they do have a very good website explaining this topic. So let me start with this quote. Quote, In most places in the United States, including the Diocese of New Ulm, the diocesan bishop has granted the priests in his diocese who have the faculties to hear confessions the additional faculty to remit the excommunication of the first procured abortion. By agreement of the bishops of Minnesota, a priest with faculties to hear confessions in any diocese in Minnesota 
can remit the automatic excommunication of the first offense of procured abortion. But in most places in the world, this faculty to remit the automatic penalty of excommunication is not delegated as widely as it is in the United States, and it would be necessary to contact the diocesan bishop or the canon penitentiary, who would normally be the ones in a diocese to lift this excommunication, end quote. Again, that's from a Minnesota diocesan website. So let me hash that out for you. This means that a bishop or a priest can not only forgive abortion, but also lift the excommunication incurred by abortion. This is prayed before absolution because it lifts excommunication. Perhaps just for the time being, we could say the bishop extends his hands of recommunication to all of his priests in good standing. Um, now, there is a lot of abortions being confessed all over the world, so don't be alone if you're thinking, oh, I, this must just apply to me. Um, it is a horrible sin, but your priests have heard everything in the confessional, so don't be afraid to confess the darkest crimes because the light of Christ is greater than your darkness. And I have to say, how great is the mercy of God to forgive you and, and bring you back into communion with the Catholic Church? So the fact that priests, not just bishops, the fact that priests can do this has been the case, I think, since the 1980s, but I'm open to correction on that timeline of canonical changes. But it was long before 2016 in most dioceses, even though most people think that this only started in 2016. Okay, let's talk practical, though. Imagine, imagine for an example, a Catholic man drives his wife to get an abortion. If she also agreed to this abortion, they are both in mortal sin and they are both excommunicated due to the murder of an innocent child. And let's say they actually repent, not just like they want to cover their bases. If they're truly sorry, let's say they go to their priest after repenting, or rather while repenting before God, and this priest absolves them, he can also lift excommunication. Now, of course, all Catholics know this, but if there's not Catholics listening, let me just say it is, the, it is Christ himself working through the priest. Pre, the priest doesn't actually forgive anybody, but if you look in John chapter 20, 18 to 20, this is our apologetic, our defense, our proof of why it is Jesus Christ himself who has chosen the sacrament of confession for him, not the priest, for him to forgive these people through the priest. Okay, so then in the confessional, the lifting of the excommunication can be done by one of two ways. So listen closely, because here, here's where the rubber meets the road and what most people don't do. Here's the practical. So one of two ways how a priest lifts excommunication of those who've had an abortion. And again, this only works for abortion. It doesn't work for like other ex late sententia sins, like if someone sacrileged the Eucharist, or again, if a priest broke the seal. Okay, so the first way is done in the traditional Latin form of absolution. This includes the lifting of excommunications in the very middle of the words of absolution. How great is that? In the very middle of the words of absolution. I won't read all of that because it's quite a long absolution, but I think even non-Latin scholars can hear in these words the words you're listening for. Ego auctoritate ipsius te absolvo ab omni vinculo excommunicationis suspensionis et interdicti. So right there, you could hear the words excommunicationis, which is just Latin for excommunication. Uh, or here's way number two. If you don't do a Latin mass, if you don't give absolution in Latin, um, that's okay. If you are a priest who gives absolution in English, you give absolution the normal way, which I will include in my show notes because some priests do, do struggle with that. I'm going to include the regular post-Vatican II absolution in English. But this is prayed before absolution because it lifts excommunication. But I'm going to quote you, just so you know I'm not making this up, from a regular Minnesota diocesan page here. 
quote, the form of absolution is not to be changed when a priest, in keeping with the provision of law, absolves a properly disposed penitent within the sacramental forum from a censure late sententiae. It is enough that the confessor intend to absolve also from censures. Before absolving from sins, however, the confessor may also absolve from the censure using the formula which is given below for absolution from censures outside the sacrament of penance. The following formula used on the occasion of remitting a censure outside of the sacrament of penance may be used on the occasion of remission of censures in the internal sacramental form prior to granting absolution from sin. Quote, by the power granted to me, I absolve you from the bond of excommunication or suspension or interdict in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, end quote. So notice, here's the thing, both the old and the new forms for doing this will be seen in my show notes and in the Apple podcast description and on my blog by nearly the same name and my channel's www.padreperegrino.org. Now, I already know this podcast is making a lot of lay people who've already confessed abortions. I know this is making a lot of people worried um, because it's the first they heard of it, and they didn't know that their priest had to include another prayer before or after absolution. Do not panic. You are forgiven of past sins of abortion if you confess them and your priest gave you absolution, even if he knew nothing about that additional prayer I just told you about. However, I think it's really important that priests in the future need to add that prayer to post-abortive penitence. Either, again, the traditional Latin absolution that I'll put in the show notes, or that prayer I just gave you added to the English absolution, by the power granted to me, I absolve you from the bond of excommunication or suspension or interdict in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. What I gave you right there was composed long after Vatican II, so don't in the comments accuse me of digging up something from the 16th century just to scare people. It's the church that came up with these prayers, not me. I'm just trying to help the thousands of post-abortive people on this planet who are having beautiful and powerful conversions. And there are many of you, so don't be afraid to confess. But priests, I'm going to beg you, please put this prayer that I just read you in the confessional and keep either the Latin or the English prayer in your wallet for recommunicating the faithful who are seeking you out. You know, I've been a priest for 11 years. The first half of my priesthood... I kept this in English in my wallet when I was doing, or I guess it was a Palm Pilot with a stylus. I kept this prayer on me in the confession wherever in English since I was given absolution in English. The second half of my priesthood, switching to tradition, I've realized that the Latin absolution already contains it. But either way, it's, it's good to have this on you, either in your brain, as the Latin one is in my brain, or in your pocket like in a, uh, a phone or just as a note or something like that in your phone. Um, the reason I've done this is because I've, I've, I've known, being in the pro-life movement, that I always want to be ready for those who are post-abortive to know the love and mercy of Christ. As I said before, this is prayed before absolution because it lifts excommunication. Remember, excommunication technically prevents a Catholic from receiving the sacraments, including absolution, and this is why this prayer is prayed before absolution. Or if the bishops of the world start to say the lifting of excommunication is implied in absolution for those who have confessed abortion without any such prayers necessary, then great, they need to make that clear. But for now, I personally know only about the church's true prayers here in Latin and English. I have to assume such words are not superfluous, but efficacious. Or if there are certain clergy mad at this video and say recommunication is implied in absolution, then we must conclude that that prayer I give you from the right of the church is just for the psychological benefit of the penitent. But this assertion, of course, violates every principle of liturgy, 
sacramental theology, and canon law. So don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you that an official prayer in the new rite of the church and also absolution in the old rite both claim to lift excommunication before absolution of post-abortive penitence, and it seems less than 1% of the priests of the world know about this. Look, I'm not saying anyone is going to hell in their ignorance of this since the bishops have not made it clear what affects recommunication, but I am saying priests better start saying such an official prayer of the church if modern rites of the church are actually efficacious and not just for psychological comfort. And a little bit of a hard topic here, let me also add that because the RU-46 and the morning after pill and the IUD is 100% abortifacent, you should confess those as abortions and priests, you should have that prayer ready for those. In fact, this might be even more of a showstopper. The normal oral contraceptive is partly contraceptive and partly abortifacent. So I would encourage priests out there to pray that prayer of the lifting of excommunication after absolution, before absolution, or within it in the Latin rite over anybody confessing really any birth control except, say, barrier methods and a few other forms of birth control if they are, quote-unquote, simply mortal sins, but not abortifacents. If that sounds extreme, listen to my podcast called The Birth Control Podcast. I'm going to link that on how the oral contraceptive, not just the morning after pill, but the regular oral contraceptive also causes abortions. I'm going to link that in the show notes too. It's a podcast that I did a couple years ago. Okay, finally, four very important closing notes for everybody to take note of. Number one, Latin mass priests remind them mercifully and kindly before absolution that the excommunication is also lifted in those very words of the Latin absolution for chemical abortions, like the ones I just said, oral contraceptive, RU-46, um, any other chemical ones that people often don't think of as abortion, tell them that. That's not to make people feel guilty uh, as you say that, um, but it's because people need to know, one, what they're being forgiven of, and two, how they're being recommunicated with the church at large. Okay, number two, if you're watching this YouTube from another country, or even a Spanish-speaking part of the United States. And, listen closely, if you have the official church translation, not a Google translation, of the English prayer I just said from the Minnesota Diocesan page for the recommunication of people, for the lifting of excommunication, please do leave it in a comment on YouTube for other priests in whichever language you have it. Especially, I would encourage any priests who happen to listen to this video to add that. Um, but again, please only write official translations from your diocese, not things you've just popped into Google Translate from what I left you. Number three or four, lay people, and this is really important. Please, if you bring your priest that English prayer, please also direct them to this podcast so you don't get me in all kinds of trouble for reconfessing your sins. Um, you might even be able to bring your priest that prayer while keeping anonymity of the confessional if you drop them just a little tiny URL to this podcast with the prayer you want them to pray. Or if you know them well, you can text them ahead of time, both my podcast and the prayer and your concern. And I say this because priests need priests may need all of this in context. Okay, number four or four. I usually do not blog on the same topic as my podcast, but today I'm going to put podcast verbatim, or at least verbatim, on my blog in the text, the word form instead of the audio. That's going to be at padreperegrino.org, and I'll probably call it something like excommunicated after abortion, question mark, a little bit different title. And, and obviously, um, in all of this, lay people go to conservative priests, whether traditional, like Latin Mass folks, or just conservative, even if they don't do the Latin Mass, because... You know, a brother priest who doesn't even do the Latin Mass, I was, telling, I was talking to him on the phone today, and he was telling me 
it's precisely liberal priests who mock him in the confessional for being too careful on all this stuff. Funny that yet again, on another topic, it's conservatives who are full of mercy. How funny that this just keeps being the case in everything in church and state. But anyway, may God forgive us all, especially me, for my complacency in the face of this, the greatest genocide in all of history.